0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit
1: www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We're live. This is The Human Condition. I'm Vince Orlando. You can call me Sniffles because I'll be sniffling quite often tonight. I'm Sean. <clears throat> I'm Sean Davis. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Fantastic, man. I'm much better than the last episode. Um, still, still in that mold-infested place I call a home, but... Packing, packing, and and we're moving out. So I'm excited about that. But I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Life life's good. Kids are good. Business is good. Um, it's only the mold. It's just the mold, man. <laughs> it's just the mold. I sleep with it. it. It it uh, you know, it rolls with me in the morning yep. when I get out of bed. I mean, it it is what it is. it goes is. where I go. Yeah, it goes where I go. Um, before we start, just want to let everybody know, if you want to get a hold of us, obviously there's Facebook. You can uh, chime in here, and we don't have Steve here today. He's, he's down in Memphis, I believe. But, uh, but we'll get back to you, as always. And you can also reach us on Twitter, Podcast 313 Today, we're talking about compassion. Uh, compassion's a term that I think pretty much everybody's familiar with often viewed as an emotion or an action right um you know the and the the reason i wanted to talk about it is because it's 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 so much more and science has proven that that compassion itself is a force so compassion unlike empathy right because sometimes people confuse the two compassion unlike empathy which is you know you empathize you can feel the feelings of other people. Compassion is different in that compassion demands action of some sort. doesn't mean you're going to take action, but you're compelled to help or sit with somebody in their suffering. And compassion literally means to suffer with coming from the Latin root word literally means to suffer with. So compassion is different from, from, uh, uh, what was that It's different from empathy, and that empathy you can empathize without having the drive the desire to take action to do something about it. Empaths sometimes just sit in energy and they absorb it and and they don't know what to do with it. Um, compassion can be confusing with altruism. It's not altruism, although compassion can be a, a conduit to altruism to where just selflessly you want to give of yourself because you recognize the suffering in others or animals or whatever the case is. But the real interesting thing about compassion and, and the way compassion, the way I started to understand compassion as a force, the same type of force that gravity is, same type of force that electromagnetism is, the strong and the weak nuclear forces. Greg Braden took a uh, took one of his his uh, expeditions to a a uh, monastery in tibet, and I believe this one in particular was a sixteen day trek. He'd been there a couple of times before. On this occasion, he got to speak with one of the abbots, uh, if not the lead abbot, I, I can't remember exactly, but one of the abbots nonetheless. And, you know, this, this is a person who lives, uh, 16 miles above sea level, something like that, um, sits there and, and, and meditates. And within their community, they, they do their best to give that ener- energy to the universe. So Greg asks the abbot, he says, what's the binding force of the universe? What is it that holds everything together? Kind of asking, what is this field, this, you know, this, this, what they used to call ether? Um, the oneness, what is it? And the abbot looks at him and he says, compassion. And it was confusing to Greg because, you know, he thought of it like most people do. It's, well, isn't that an emotion? Uh, Isn't that something that you do in action? He didn't ask that question. Then he just stood there confused. And then he asked again, let me get this straight. And the abbot says again, compassion. So some years go by and uh, Greg remains confused by this. Takes another excursion to a, a, another monastery in Tibet. Gets to speak with the abbot, and he asks the same question. He said, "And he says, I asked this before, and I still don't really understand um, what this means. But w- what's the binding force? What's the thing that holds everything together?" And the abbot looked at him, and he said the same thing. He said, "Compassion" in his native in his native language, and. Greg says, but, but how, I, you know, I thought that was an emotion and an emotion that prompted action. And the abbot and his translator looked at each other and they kind of smiled and, and he translated back to Greg, he said, it's both. So for me and for Greg also, that was extremely profound because it, it to think of compassion as the force, the binding force, the thing that holds everything together in this universe, it brings on a whole new different meaning because every human being possesses possesses this trait, right? If you look at a kid who hasn't taught to hate yet, they're empathetic, but they're also compassionate. Um, I remember my daughter. She was, I don't know, maybe two. She's two years old, I think. We were at a uh, a bounce house over on the east side. And she couldn't use words that good yet yeah, she could speak right but she nowhere near eloquent she can understand things pretty well but um, there's this little little girl maybe five or six years old she's uh, she's just start she's bawling she I don't know if she can't find her father or mother or whoever and she's just sitting there bawling crying her eyes out. And I watch my daughter walk up to her and she, she doesn't have any words to use, but I can tell she feels what's going on and she doesn't know how to ask, are you okay? Or do you need anything? She just stands in front of this little girl and, and the, you know, and and it was a little African American girl. There's no color. There's no nothing going on there. It's just, this person is in pain. I need to sit with them. She walks over to this little girl and she just stands there. Looks at her and I can feel the pain in her eyes. And uh, the little girl's kind of oblivious to Sophia being there. She's crying, 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 crying. And then she looks up. She, at some point she notices Sophia's presence and she looks up at her and they lock eyes. And, and just this feeling, like it, 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 this feeling took over the entire room and she was done. Just like that. She saw that somebody else was sitting with her in her, her pain, whatever it was. she Stopped crying. Instantly, probably about two minutes after, you know, these two just staring at each other and now smiling at each other, not saying a word, um, the father comes over and finds his daughter and, you know, they, they go about their business bouncing, whatever it is they're doing. But I'll never forget that moment. And I and I and when I heard Greg speak about compassion as a force, the driving force of the universe, the glue that holds all things together. That's what I equate it to, to moments like that. You know what I mean?
0: You know, I was uh, I was thinking about this all day. Uh, my, I don't know, deep tissue massage lady, we were talking on Friday, and uh, she was like, you just have to treat every human being and every opportunity and every interaction with love and compassion and i was like man that's that's a lot of love and compassion but if you practice it even while you're driving like i was like i'm gonna just i'm just gonna start going with the mind frame of love and compassion i would say mantras and stuff and i'm doing all this stuff over the weekend and i found myself just totally in harmony with everything, and I didn't. Uh, it it's just interesting to treat everyone with it and see
1: what happens, including yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the tough one. Is is being compassionate towards yourself. I find it's easier to be compassionate with others than it is w- with myself a lot of times. You know, and, and, and then compassion falls short because really the driving force is here, right? But people, people you know, if we speak of the mirror effect, right? Well, they're there to pull that out of us. And when you meditate, when you, and I don't know that everybody feels this, but I think for the most part, it's a fairly common, when you get into this transcendental state of meditation, you feel love. There's nothing else there. Love, compassion. There's, there's no questions to be asked. It's just, it's perfect. And it's the, and it's, that feels more real to me than anything else. And I can only equate that, you know, and I've had those experiences with DMT and, and uh, near death experiences and, and, but I've also had it in the love that I feel for my children. That so so it if it feels every time I experience it, if it feels more real than anything, experientially I have to say that is the truth. Right. So
0: what divides the soul? You know, I, I was thinking about that like hate. Hate will divide the soul. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and you know, even just being resentful, all the negative energy, whatever, is going to divide the soul.
1: That's all. That's all ego based,
0: right? Yeah. So I can't, I can't afford the luxury. It's not even a luxury. I, I just, I, I refuse to have a divided soul today. I just can't see any worth. And having a divided soul.
1: Wish that was the case with everyone, right?
0: You know, I'll tell you I get cut off. I don't I like man, I was that man, that they must add be somewhere real important. Hope right. they get there okay.
1: I have to force that out, but I'll I'll say those things. But I don't I don't even have to force it right now. That's a beautiful like, thing. Like, it's just You're everything is real
0: smooth. You know, and you know, I just I've taken the spiritual practices to another level. I also started messing around with this book. This this, this guy, you know, uh, when I well, they they cut that program at work, and before we uh, before the last group, he was like, "Dude, would you sponsor me?" Seeing as like there is no group, and I am not going to be part of the, you know. I'm not going to be a client anymore. I was like, sure, man, whatever. You know, yeah, we'll do this. And um, he's a very, very, very spiritual, well-grounded individual, um, went through some hardships and stuff. And uh, it it was really hard because, like, when you you come from the recovery angle, like, you want to be like, man, you got to go to meetings and you got to do this. The first meeting I had with him, he's. I've been doing yoga an hour every morning, and I've been meditating for an hour, hour and a half every morning. He's like my spiritual practice is is very solid. I don't really like them twelve step meetings. He's like I understand what the basis is for them. He's like, but um, through my own spiritual means and uh, exploring, uh, you know, I'm I'm good. You know, I'm I'm working. And he works at a uh, stamping plant. <laughs> it's funny because you wouldn't expect him to work at a stamping plant. No, that's, that's the beautiful thing about humans. And uh, he, I was like, How is it? And he was like, It's great for now. He's like, I just kind of look at it as service. And I think when you have a purpose, a for riding force, That I have to use that before I, like, I I need to wake up with it. I need to go to sleep with it. I
1: need to use it
0: 24-7.
1: And and you know, it is the force, right? It, It is that force. And when we feel in disarray, which for the most part we do, it's the human condition. It's because we egoically work in opposition to what we know is the truth. Now, consciously, we might not know it as the truth because we're not programmed that way. We're not programmed to be compassionate, not for the most part. You know, it's 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 consumerism and, and materialism, uh, selfishness. You know, that's 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 the society we've we've been brought up in for the most part as Americans, and it's not just Americans. It's you know, it's it's worldwide and. Um, but we're separate. And in the, the feeling of separateness, it's it's hard to be compassionate about anything because individualism is a lie.
0: But I'll have compassion for someone who's still asleep, you know, like all that materialistic shit and the consumerism that people are so focused on and ego driven. I don't really look at them as awakened. I look at them as that they're still They're still asleep.
1: Well, right. And there's compassion there because compassionately. And I have to be compassionate. Do some shit like this.
0: I have to be compassionate towards them because they don't know. Right. And you can't, you know, like, you know, you can only offer love and compassion to someone that's still asleep. And whatever they do with it, they do. But you never know that it. It might awaken someone.
1: It could, you know, and that's that's all it is, is there's a block there. And right. And maybe one of the things that you say or do is the thing that 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 allows them to pierce that veil. Go up to him and tell him that the ego serves no purpose. <laughs> See what the fuck well, happens. Well, first, <laughs> I think, you know, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Man, well, you know, we were uh, in
0: the course of miracles, man. I was telling you about it last week, you know— uh, You know, they go into a lot of that the ego really has no purpose. That if you are truly... Truly, not spiritually. Well, if if I take the concept that I am one with God and I am one with God's kingdom, that I am not separate, that everything flows in through me, and the thing that wants to trick you into thinking that you're separate or that there needs to be conflict
1: is the ego. Right. And, 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 but see, that's where – so from the standpoint of of the uh, uh, Course in Miracles, from, from that – from the deeply spiritual truth, oneness, 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 this is our truth. It, it, you're right. The ego has no purpose. It stands in antithesis to that truth. But in the human condition, and and you know, and the way I believe it is, there's a reason for all of this, right? We're here to learn how to love better. I believe how to be more compassionate. So, from a, a physical perspective, here in the material plane, the ego—the only purpose it serves is for you to learn how to quash it, right? Like that's right. that's what it's yeah. there for. Because by transcending the ego, you now can experience greater levels of compassion because i feel like well if you're just a soul right if we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we're perfect and we're one what do you what do you need besides that right i believe this is a challenge you know and and this is just and i don't think i'm i'm being unrealistic in that viewpoint, and I think other spiritual traditions would say that this is a you know there there's a challenge here that for us to meet so that we can evolve whatever God is if we 're one with god and and you know what however you view god but what there, is what is the challenge The challenge is to transcend the ego it's it's to to experience what we would call christ consciousness to to walk the earth plane. But transcend that like somebody like Martin Luther King does or Mahatma Gandhi or um, you know Christ obviously uh, the Buddha um, you know there's there's all these enlightened people and they they weren't always enlightened right they you know there there were challenges that they had to meet Christ was crucified on a cross for Christ's sake <laughs> you know what I mean but uh, you know so so they still had to – they knew the truth. They walked in their truth, but they still had to deal with very human things. And and I think you become godlike, whatever god is. You be, But you, if, if you can't even think in terms of G-O-D, you become one with source. When you right. transcend this illusion of separateness, which is what the ego is, you can only do that with compassion. So if you do that… Well, you become reunited with source, whatever your version of source is, and you feel it. You feel it in transcendental meditation. You feel it when your your first child's born. You feel it in near-death experiences. And then you come back to the ego and, you know, the ego plays tricks on you and brings you back into, well, no, no, these five senses, that's the truth. That's crazy. You must have been crazy to feel that. Fuck that, you know.
0: There comes a time in your spiritual development where what you just said, like, nah, nah, fuck that, that ain't real, you go the other way and you take it in and you say, this is real. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. Like, why am I denying the truth? Mm-hmm. When you start saying... "I." Why am I denying the truth? My ego is gonna go a little haywire because, it, it, like, now it knows something is up.
1: It's in survival mode,
0: right? It has like to, he's starting to get too much information now. Yeah, you know, and so I always want to be consciously aware of like I'll still see my ego kind of do things in a way where you know comes to want or uh, wanting to do things my way something like that but like what I'm trying to always keep is that it really has it's like a it's like a bell that rings on a door but all the people in the house are hearing impaired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't really serve a purpose. It may serve a purpose for someone else that comes to that house. Yeah. But for those that live there, it doesn't really serve a purpose. So I had to, like, you know, come and it go. You know, it comes and it goes. Um, but, man, that of Course in Miracles, like they were talking about, Like, when they were talking about God and stuff, like, it was a whole different take. Like, God doesn't teach you lessons. For that would mean that God has an ego. And if God has an ego, like, that's not God. Right. And and so, you know, people, like, God doesn't punish you. Right. So they were saying, the guy that was reading the book, it said, that in these ways when we get in disconnect when my ego disconnects me from the kingdom and god these things that god does or these lessons they're not really lessons
1: cuz god doesn't is not a teacher no oh, they just they're just there you you've asked for these things right you've asked for them right i need this to transcend so the lessons
0: that we define as lessons is the answers from god and i was like man that's some
1: uh you know fucking around with the phone i'm like let me hear that one again but you know it's it's so true though you know people talk about prayer and uh and, you know, I, I read this book by Greg Braden, Lost Motor Prayer, one of probably the best book I've ever read on prayer as a technology. And I realized that I'm always praying. I am always yeah. praying. Yeah. Always, always, always from the moment I, you know, and I, I have to work real hard to make sure that it's not my subconscious prayers that are being answered because my subconscious is still flawed. Deeply, deeply flawed.
0: I think there comes a time where. You just transcend into an energy field where you're in prayer. You're living there.
1: With, I think you are anyway, but you can live in low energy prayer. Right. You know, and that's when, you know, for the person who's, you know, oh, please give me that job. Please give me that job. Well, what, you've, what you're communicating with the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, is that I don't have Right. I don't have lack act as if you act as if you have that job. So yeah, as a, act act as if that job is waiting for you to show up to it. And that's something you have to train yourself to do because we're taught, you know, and it's you can't really blame people because this is an egocentric plane that we exist on. So we're taught to rely. How do we get food when we're a baby? We cry. You know what I yeah. mean? So so for this not to be a lesson. I mean, and look, maybe we are all worm food, right? Maybe, maybe just by some freakish chance, we, you know, we all wound up here and there is no meaning to this whatsoever. There's too many even scientific th- facts that point to there's something deeper, right? Uh, even, but just take, take the, the, uh, st- uh traditional, Idea of what God is, this man in the clouds Take that out of the equation And just say at one point we were we're all a part of Source There's so much beauty in that There's so much compassion in that For us to get to where we are now as human beings To be able to contemplate ourselves Our existence What the Source is Is a beautiful thing So I And when you go to the the places where compassion, where you know that this is the truth, where you feel that, it negates the possibility that, that there is no meaning to this. You know, that just the whole, the whole thing seems too perfect. You're born crying. You're born needing. Now you need to learn how to detach from that. You can't get caught up in that because otherwise you suffer. And suffering, as the Buddhists would say, well, it's just a part of life. And it's meant to transcend. Right, Su- suffering, but it is an option. You don't have to suffer. You can transcend this.
0: what did you say at the beginning? Compassion is suffering.
1: Well, you can be compassionate about suffering. Yeah. Or, but but it, what compassion means literally is to suffer with. Yeah. 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 It's suffer to suffer, with, with. suffer it's, with. It's 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 a, a multiple. It's it's you, you this being and another being suffering together. That's compassion because would you need compassion without suffering? If it's the the driving force of the universe, you know, I I, I
0: think you can be compassionate
1: even when there's no suffering. What would you need to be compassionate about? You know what I mean? Well, if you walk around, I mean, I guess you're compassionate to your child. Um, who, who's not suffering. You just know when to feed your child and you know when to change their diaper. What uh, about
0: the lady at the hot food counter at Holiday Market? You know, I'm compassionate towards her when I see her.
1: Yeah. Compassionate, why? Just because?
0: Just because she's a human being.
1: See, and that's, that's, that's the... That's the force aspect. That's that's not the human aspect. That's what Greg Braden discovered when he spoke with his It's abbot. a lot
0: of fun to be in the force.
1: That that it's the driving force, man. <laughs> it's, a,
0: it's a lot of fun. And like when you have when you come across a very egocentric person, that compassion, you know, it's like uh it's like an ax taking a swing at a tree, you know, that you hopefully break down that ego. Slowly or fast, it doesn't matter, but eventually the ego must die.
1: And you know what? You have to be compassionate towards your ego too. That's that's the mistake I made for years and years and years as the spiritual journey started for me after my son was born, is that... I became abusive towards my ego uh, and real dismissive. And it was the same abuse I endured as a child, the same, same type of neglect, the same, the same kind of neglect, the same kind of abandonment. I was doing to the part of me that was really only trying to protect me as best it could. I, I was, I, you know, I don't need you now. I don't need you now. And I, w- I would do that with other people, too. I would get, I would get real high and mighty and judgmental. I didn't know any better at the time. I'm, I'm, this is step one in that spiritual path, and but I was doing it to myself, and it would lead to more suffering because you can't do that. You, you got to. I got to go back to my ego and say, "Look, you didn't know any better. You did the best you could to protect me. We don't need to do that now. You know, it's it's that kid that's still in yeah. me that's still calling shots. I love you, but and I appreciate what you did, and yes, you protected me in times when I needed it. We're not there anymore." you know we're gonna, to, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to part ways but I can't let you run the show you just have to come up with a new playbook a new play yeah. and can uh, we work to get can we yeah. work together yeah you know where there's no uh, need to be uh, afraid anymore but you can't have that conversation if you're judging right no if, if you're judging no, yourself you oh you, why are you so no, stupid why'd you do can't. that dumb shit you can't
0: judge the so the judgment it like comes from the ego a hundred percent so i uh, I have to I have to make peace with whatever I've done in the past during the spiritual journey to get me to where I'm at now and realize that you know I'll probably still make decisions based out of the ego every now and then but you know it's for like it it doesn't have as much input anymore you know it just not as much power uh, nah just and i don't even really like come out a whole lot you know i what's what's the point you know like when 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 you hear gossip or you uh, people talking about other people in a negative manner it's like dude like what's the point like i i don't give a fuck you know Like, how was that helping?
1: It's not. You know, it's not. And you got to be compassionate for that, too, because we were there at one point. True. You know, you you see people in the back and forth on politics and it's like, oh, man, you both. And even though I may agree with one side over the other, the way you're both doing it is wrong. And all you're and you're doing everything you're doing is an antithesis to compassion. I mean, I, I don't agree with most of what Trump does, but I'm compassionate. And that, look, it, it took some abuse for him to to get that way, right? He
0: is who he is.
1: Right. What, am I
0: going to hate that? Which people do. They'll, That's they'll, fine. They'll polarize like, and
1: they'll, they'll hate. But,
0: but it doesn't change anything.
1: Nothing for the better.
0: <laughs> you know, you can scream, uh, you, you know, from the rooftops how much you hate him. But he is who he is. He's the same guy that won the election that he is now. There's
1: nothing that's changed. Nothing's changed. Where you find compassion, if you view people compassionately, even when you disagree with them, you can at least look at their stances that you disagree with and you can say, wow, what led to that? And get curious instead of judgmental. Fear. Fear is huge. Right. Well, there's a lot of things. but, But I think. People don't ask that question. They get so angry because they're so caught up in what their egoic viewpoint is and their attachment on the way things should be that they forget to ask the question, what led to that? That's an important question to ask. You know, it's interesting that you, like, funny story.
0: I'm on the uh, nextdoor.com app because, like, I put my flyer up there for some snow, snow removal here and there. And... uh I don't know, man. There was a post about Berkeley and how the Klan had been there. And uh, funny thing is, is, like, if you grew up in Berkeley, like, you knew that. But there aren't a whole lot of residents that actually have been there long enough to know the history of it. And uh, you know, this guy. I think he had some newspaper articles or something, Klan Parade. It was the first Veterans Day ever, like 1929 or something. And uh, Coolidge had just got paved or some shit. And uh, so he posts this on nextdoor.com, and uh, everyone starts getting, oh, oh, you know, like, what the hell is this? And, you know, and and I, I was scrolling down. Because after a while, what people were saying is like there's probably still Berkeley residents that have descendants that are living there and we need – we need to stop this form of domestic terrorism and we – like – so you go from something that was informative and just recognizing the past to now I need to find descendants of whoever lived in Berkeley who might have Mm – or not, who may or may not have been a clan member, you don't know, but they must have descendants living in Berkeley, and we must go after them now. And, and it's that type of thinking that has got this country where it's at.
1: Oh, it's—I mean, it's—it's it's like not let me attack country, you. But- and it's funny because,
0: like, I—I—I I, I, I gave them all like a real good because, like, ain't no one, ain't no one owned the house that I lived in. Uh, it's never been outside our family. You know, uh, my dad lives at the house he grew up in and it was built in 46. And, and, you know, back then this whole area was uh, designed for GIs that were coming home from World War II. And so what happened before, like all that clan shit, believe it or not, shrine of the little flower is aimed at Berkeley because of the Klan. They wanted it aimed at Berkeley as like this is our shield against you. Hmm. You know? And not a lot of people know that history. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, Berkeley Masonic Temple and the Oddfellows building was huge. Like Berkeley the the Bears then and all that stuff. But you're you know, I, I gave them all this huge history, and they were like, wow, like how'd you know all this? And it's like a lot of us knew this stuff, you know. Like my principal over at Norup came in and told us about the history of the community we lived in when we was in seventh grade. Like we we became educated about that shit. But to see how people react to it now, you know, kill them, like get the pitchforks out, you know. And it's like
1: this is, that's the generational thing. It's to get angry, yeah, and and because that's to be that's your fear. And well, and it's, it's a, it, it is a life force, anger, right? And, and that comes from lack of feeling alive without, um, that, that type of stimulation. You know, it, it, we were talking about earlier the instant gratification, the inability to yeah. d- delay gratification. And, it's near impossible for this generation. I mean, everything's at, at their fingertips whenever they want it. You know what I mean? My kids wouldn't know what to do without the Internet. And, you know, so I have to I have to ration that out. But it this is a we live in a time that we the, the at least the planet that we know and inhabit has never experienced. This is such a new thing. And if if you go about your days lacking compassion in the actions that you take, which most people are, because what, if what anger, you feel something. You want to feel alive. You feel connected. You can connect to that anger. So let me get angry. And it's real easy to hide behind the guise of virtuosity because, okay, well, the clan is bad, right? Right. So let's get angry about that because, well, you don't do anything by being angry about it. You can – anger can be used in a positive way. You can take anger – you know, Martin Luther King was angry in the way that, that his people were treated. But he spun that in a, in the direction of love, spun that in the direction of compassion. He'll never be forgotten. And the impact that he made on this planet and the people that surrounded him and the people that today – he's one of my heroes – that that's still a, – a, absolutely adore what he did did he sacrifice give the greatest sacrifice of his life he did but look at the end result that's when you turn that anger into compassion you don't do that by saying let's get him you yeah. know what i mean mob mentality even if your mob mentality is on the side of Virtuos- probably oh, what yeah, virtuosity yeah, yeah. you know jordan peterson when i went and, uh went to one of his lectures out in san diego he said he said look um it's okay to wanna to punch somebody, right? You know, to have that feeling. He's like, but you gotta you, you really have to evaluate yourself if you're always getting angry because maybe, maybe you're just a son of a bitch who likes to hit people and you found ways to do it and justify it. I was like, that's it's, it's true. Yeah. But, you know, that's what yeah. we got a lot of right now on the left, the right, the the whatever, the trolls. <laughs> I mean, it's just hate, 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 hate. And even if your hate is aimed at a hateful group, well, you've all you're doing is feeding the hate to that group. It's just hate. hate. it's the flip side of the same coin. You're and you're justified when you go after Trump and because you don't like what he does and you start calling him names and and uh, he's this, he's that. And he, what do you think you do to him? Do you does he do you think he's really going to sit there and go, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I should really think about. It. No, he's going to say, see, they're attacking me. Fuck you you know what i mean and that's all that happens that's the that's the lack of compassion what happens if we looked at the
0: past as merely as lack of consciousness rather than critique the fuck out of it judge it look for ancestors and all the other bullshit what happens if we just looked at the past
1: as merely a lack of consciousness didn't know better that's a compassionate way to view that do I agree with a lot of the things that happened? Fuck no. But, but I, you know, I have to find a way to be compassionate somewhat in that, you know, whatever happened to the, this person led to this. And that's, that's why I took the kids to Auschwitz and, I, and not to scare them, but to let them know that when human suffering goes unattended, which humans do, we suffer, when it goes unattended, this right here is the culmination. This is this this example of, you know, so if you look at a, a person like Hitler, he suffered greatly. And what happened? He got ostracized and alienated. And his and he just happened to be a genius and he happened to have a skill in mobilizing people and that but it was all hate driven, right? Right. And it, Got to kind of sympathize with the fact that he went through what he went through. Is what he did absolutely despicable? Did he deserve to be wiped off this planet? Yes, he did. In the way that he he was, or we think he was. Who knows? But you know, the the reality is, you gain nothing by hating. You gain nothing by hating. Hate begets hate. Begets hate. Begets hate. You That's know what it. I
0: think? So all the the hate pushers and all the all that stuff. I really think it's a cry for I'm suffering, but they don't know how to say I'm suffering.
1: Well, what Marianne Williams William, Williamson would say is is all in the Course in Miracles. Every act of hate, quote unquote, hate is really a cry for love, right? In, in a distorted way, because they don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's it's a cry. Maybe you should Please. go up
0: to them and say, "Look." I feel you, I think you could use a little love and compassion in your life and see what their response would be.
1: <laughs> it, and it might not be good. You know what I mean? I, it, it could be good. It, it could be. It might not. You know, the the guy who's it's about all to, in the opportunity, to cut it's your –
0: Yeah, it's all in the opportunity.
1: Well, you think about the the guy who's about to cut your head off, right? Because yeah. they're a terrorist and they're going to do right. it and probably not going to get through to that person. Right? They're, they're so far gone. But then there's the person that you might get through to. Luckily, we don't – we're not experiencing that. Um, but that's, that's when the lack of compassion that's, – that's when it's, it gets out of control, right? Because we experience a lack of compassion on a daily basis. People just don't give a shit about the other person for the most part, right? It's, it's me, 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 me and you got to be compassionate because that's the way they were raised and society supports that. But you have more than me. I, I can't have that. No. I need to have more than you because now I feel less than. My ego needs to be stroked and fed. God damn it. Well and that that goes back to <laughs> compassion for yourself. I lack compassion for myself a lot. I have to force compassion on you know and, and I I know better. Yeah. I know better. I've I've I know what it feels like to stand in the dark. I know what it feels like to stand in the light. And sometimes it's just so goddamn comfortable in the dark that I'll find myself hanging out there for a minute. I don't stay long anymore. but in a, And I have to be compassionate about that back and forth because I, I would love to embody Christ consciousness, at least for a day, before I leave this planet, just to, just to have it be so second nature that I constantly monitor myself. But that's not the case yet. You know, and, and and I have to be compassionate about the fact that that's not the case yet. You know these things. You know them, goddamn it. You know them. Why can't it just be second nature? You know. And sometimes I'll get that way on myself, and that's not good. It's not good to put yourself in that. It, perfection isn't a real thing. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a disease. Perfectionism. It's a in you know it's one that I had for a, for a long time, and it kept me so stuck, and so filled with discontent for everything including myself took a lot took a lot of trauma to to find ways to break that i don't i don't know how to i think if we taught our kids the importance of compassion and mindfulness and if we taught them these things when they were young we wouldn't have the problems that we have now you know but the powers that be don't want to allow that because if you don't need anything, if I don't need to buy that new car. No ooh, control. That, that, that's I a problem. I need to have control. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that car. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't need that shit. What do I need those clothes for? I, I got, I'm good. I'm good with just me and, and my companions and, and, you know, and I'm good with just being a human. Wait, no, no, no. I need to be rich. I need to be rich and I need to be in control. Society doesn't allow for it. The internet's the great equalizer, though it really is. If people use it in the right way, it's that the access to the information that we. You really think now, it's an equalizer? Absolutely, you know it, it that. Even if you don't know what mindfulness is, you don't know what yoga is and what the intent is. It's common language now. People know these. I, I didn't know what in my neighborhood. I didn't have access to this shit. We didn't have the internet. I didn't know what mindfulness was. The only time I learned that it was bad to be a sociopath i didn't even know what that was but i really didn't have feelings towards other people i didn't know how to because i was so driven in self because i was so insecure and as an abandoned and abused child it was all about me i didn't know how to have it be in another way i never grew up so i went to juvie and i was in a program when i was 15 and that's where i learned the terms that i know now so sociopath and and empathy and and then I thought, I said, wow, am I really like that? And I, you know, and, and I got time to, to ground myself in those places and it changed me at 15. That didn't mean I changed overnight, but I had, I had, I had a hold of some new concepts yeah. that really resonated with me and it changed the course of my life at 15, you know, and now you can type it up. Now yeah. you can stumble on, you can also type up porn. You can also, right. you can type up everything. You know, but for the people who are, who are looking for, to know that they're connected to somebody, just somebody else out there feels like me, you can find it now. And to me, that's powerful. Is all the other bullshit, uh, you know, yeah. it, is it destructive? Yeah. But it's yin and yang. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It's the flow of the universe. So for the, for those of us that are driving towards a light, that's why I post every day. I don't give a shit who likes it. But if something resonates with me, if it resonates with me and I feel a certain way, well, goddamn it, somebody else might feel that way too. When maybe some somebody needs that, it's just a way to push push a little bit of good into the universe. Maybe it does nothing, you know what I mean? But but it's it's a way to it's a way to speak to more than just yourself, you know. In a uh, Course in Miracles, you know, Christ, they'll talk about uh the, you know, they don't say Mastermind, but Christ, where two or more are gathered in my name, mm-hmm. there I am. There's power in getting those thoughts out there. Yeah,
0: it's. Uh, I listened to it all the way through a few times, and now at night, man, I've just been finding a spot. It's 11 hours, <laughs> but. Yeah, man. And it's a life study. Yeah, yeah. They start talking about ability, how ability and accomplishment. And how ability is the potential for accomplishment and how it comes about from source and how you align yourself with it and eliminating the ego from what I consider to be ability
1: and stuff like that. It was really – Well, well, think about it. If you're truly compassionate, if if that is the force of the universe, if if all subatomic particles interact – Compassionately, which they must because we're here, right? And, and if you look at the human population, as bad as we say it is, it continues to grow. As bad as parents, we can say, have been in the past, well, they knew how to feed us. They knew how to change our diapers. There was no real benefit in that. There was just some innate compassion that, you know, that led people. I mean, just think about it. When you were back in the cave days, somehow you knew innately how to care for this child you know and and through compassion the universe continues to expand you know and, and and even down to the subatomic particles if you say compassion is a force well it continues to breathe forth life in all various types of ways you know a supernova which we view as cataclysmic well that pushes life out you know what i mean and that's compassionate interaction that's consciousness i come from the the consciousness first uh, worldview as opposed to the materialist worldview where it's, oh, well, there were atoms and from the atoms, eventually that sprung forth consciousness. We can't track conscien- consciousness. We don't know where it came from. We're going to say it came from matter even though we have no evidence of that. You know, so to me, it, it feels like the entire universe is conscious and, and that consciousness is what we call God, you know, or source or the universe or, you know, whatever it is. And if that is source how could it not be compassionate we've done bad things right we've done good things but we've done bad things but we're allowed we're there we're allowed to redeem ourselves you know some people don't and that's that's just the way it is but but for the, the those of us that are alive right now and then we'll wake up tomorrow and With those eyes opening and and that first first breath coming in, there's opportunity to do better than you did the day before. How is that not compassionate? That's fucking compassion. (laughs) You know what I mean? If I've ever experienced it in my life, it's that every day I got a new shot.
0: You have to always be willing to change your perspective.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. You do.
0: Because there was a day when I wasn't like waking up like. This is a new opportunity for growth.
1: (laughs) When am I going to die? the fuck? How
0: am I still here? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I still here? I remember those days. I told you to kill myself. You know. God, I told you that I wanted to die,
1: and I'm still here.
0: Son of a bitch. What's
1: your fucking problem? Let me test you today. (laughs) Let me see if I can make this happen. No, I'm not going to kill myself, because there is an innate faith. Innate faith. You have this innate faith that it's not that bad it doesn't matter on the surface what we're going through we can get real down and out on ourselves to the point of almost suicide And i've never i've i've felt that feeling that emptiness but there there was a deep seated faith in me that would not allow me to carry it out you know but i but i've felt what it's like to to be like oh, i you know logistically it would be easier to leave and sometimes it would you know what i mean logistically it would but there, but there's there's this there's this compassion drive towards the next day, that even in my darkest moments carried me from one to the next and to the next. And I've been in jail, and and I, somehow I I carried myself through that. And you know I I, I can't say that I've been fully homeless because by the grace of God I've I've had friends and family to to fall on. So I don't know what that type of loneliness is like either. You know, but but I do know. I do know what it's like to be in complete darkness. And I, I sympathize greatly with the people who do truly commit suicide. The, the ones that they don't tell anybody, there's no warning signs. They just truly want to go. I don't know what that darkness feels like. I remember watching a, a movie with, um, with, with a friend of mine and she, uh, it was, um, with Bradley Cooper, star is born. And we know the ending. And, uh, and she said that's so selfish. And I, I looked at her and I said, uh, "said Do you know how dark that place must have been?" So I, I don't believe that that was a selfish act. That was a very painful, painful act—a darkness that you you obviously have never even come close to. Thanks, Vince. I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, I fucked it <laughs> up. You didn't see? It. It's a oh. remake. <laughs> it's it's a remake. But yeah, so we're we're getting the symbol anyway. You want to? You got anything you wanna drive us home with?
0: Look into the book Be Here Now. That's it's, uh, uh, Ram Das. Yeah, Ram Dass, yeah. It's yep. uh someone gave it to me uh, earlier this week and I've been messing around with it and
1: Love, I love Ram Dass. It's,
0: it's a book that will change your whole
1: spiritual perspective. He's an so. amazing, an amazing spiritual being. Um, all right, compassion first. Do that. <laughs> Make sure you do that. Um, yeah. So I look further into it. Compassion, yes, it's an act. Yes, it's an emotion. But if you look at it as the binding force of all that is, it takes on a whole new meaning
0: don't be afraid of it
1: don't be I, I was scared shitless of it you know but most but of us were now i i let it carry me and i i don't do it all the time i you know but because it is the driving force it, it pulls me out of some shit you know yeah. it, it allows me to be it allows me to move in the trajectory of of the man that i envision myself being you know one day maybe i will embody that consciousness that to where I'm unattached to everything and, but, but love everything. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, when somebody cuts me off on the road, I don't, I don't motherfuck them. That, that, that would be a great day. would be a great day. Um, but that's, that's, that's it for today. That's our, that's, that's our the human condition. That's the human condition. Keep chiming in. We love your messages, love your show ideas. Uh, we got a guest coming. And we'll announce that at the next episode. Steve should be back uh, next episode. We don't know what we're talking about yet. So keep chiming in and and, uh, stay compassionate.